Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Mamas podcast, where we encourage and empower moms just like you to raise those babies in the way they should go. Hi, I'm Trudy Lineski, God girl, wife, mama four, writer, vlogger, and speaker. I'm super passionate about the next generation. Together, we can lead, guide, and direct them to stand confidently in who God has called them to be. Grab your copy, get comfy. Let's get started. Happy Monday, Kingdom Mamas. I am super excited to have this week's guest. She's one of my BFFs, one of my sisters in Christ, a mentor for life who gives me scripture, prays over my family, helps me do life with her. Her name is Andrea Bourgeois. She is an author, a speaker, a Bible teacher, and co-founder of Pain Into Purpose Summit. Andrea is passionate about giving people tools to discover God's faithfulness by studying God's Word, turning pain into purpose, and inspiring others to share their story with the world. She is a high school teacher by day and a writer by night. Her and her husband, Brian, reside in Southwest Louisiana with their four-year-old son, and he is the cutest. Take a little listen. Happy Monday, Kingdom Mamas. I am so excited to welcome my dear friend, sister in Christ, God-ordained friendship right here, right now. Her name is Andrea Bourgeois. She is amazing. I met her in 2019 at She Speaks. It was a Holy Spirit thing. God connected <laughs> yes. us from across the room. She is amazing. I am so thankful that I got to be on this intuitive eating, joyful movement, going to lay all the diet culture down at the foot of the cross. And this girl is going to lock arms with me and we are going to power through. Andrea, I'm so glad that you are here with us today. Welcome to the Kingdom Mamas podcast. Hey, oh, it's such an honor and I'm so excited to share my story. Yes. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I am an author. I have two books that have been published this year. One is Just Breathe, um, A Modern Day Exodus Journey to Revive Your Soul. It's a Bible study. And then my second one is Anchor My Soul. And it's a collection of 25 women that share their turning pain into purpose stories through storms of life. Um, I'm also a wife and a mother to a four-year-old little boy. And I'm a teacher of 10 years. I teach home ec, which is technically called facts, family consumer science. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So Andrea and I started this journey. It was the fall of 2019. And I'm going to ask Andrea to share her diet journey with us? What did that look like for you? Can you pinpoint a time in your life when you started the whole diet thing, when you thought in your mind, I am, you know, I need to do something. I need to go on a diet. I need to change my body. I need to, you know, look a certain way. What was that like? Yes. I could say it all started back all the way back to high school. I remember at practice, I was a dancer and on the dance team for the high school. And I just remember that my body didn't look like some of the other girls. And I realized that I was pudgy or that I still had baby fat, you know, like to lose. And then I remember just being kind of self-conscious, but my mom did a wonderful job 
of never allowing me to think that I needed to lose weight or that I needed to get on a diet. Like she never insinuated that. That was my own observation by just comparing the, the start of comparing with other girls. And then, you know, especially in high school, when you're in a swimsuit in the summer and just comparing what I looked like next to the other girl. And I was never one that was considered like, oh, she's super skinny. You know, it was just, I was just an average, average Joe like girl. So college, I did the dance team again. And I just remember in college, they, you're the, the uniforms were a little more, they would show a little more skin because you weren't in a high school. And so our midriff showed, and I just remember being very, very self-conscious. That was the first time I started to like work out, mm-hmm. like really, you know, like I need to, you know, lose weight. And so I'd go to the gym at the college and I don't know, like, I didn't know what I was doing. It started then. Mm-hmm. And then I got in a really, at the time I thought it was a good relationship, but it turned out to be a very toxic relationship. And I was in college and I just remember that he was very into personal training and like like bodybuilding. They got into this huge bodybuilding thing where they would watch all these crazy bodybuilding shows. And so it was like the idol of like vanity and like looking a certain way became like, you're not, you haven't arrived or you're not everything that you need to be until you look like that. Right. And so then it started to create this image in my brain that I needed to look like, you know, maybe not necessarily the bodybuilding style, but I just knew that I needed to be more fit and more cut. And I never, I never had abs. Like mm-hmm. I never was that girl that just like, Ooh, she has a six pack ab, you know, never was, but I began to work out really hard and the cycle began. Mm-hmm. And I think that relationship, because he made it very clear that he was attracted to girls that looked a certain way, put the pressure on me to look that way. Right. And then that relationship ended uh, around when I was 24 and the rejection mm-hmm. that it caused put me in a tailspin of destruction. But at that point I, I hadn't started any yo-yo dieting. Then I just was depressed mm-hmm. and I ran a lot. And so I did lose, but I wasn't like trying to lose. I just knew that I was really sad. And then I I like to run. And that is when the love of running came. So it came in a a genuine spot. Like it wasn't like I was trying to lose weight, you know, Mm -hmm. but then I feel like the yo-yo diet began kind of shortly after that, whenever I gained a little bit back because I wasn't depressed anymore. So after I got happy and I started living life yes. and I noticed, oh, wait, I'm not like super skinny anymore, you know, because right. I look back at pictures and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I was so tiny. Like that was the tiniest I had ever been like mm-hmm. ever in my life. It was smaller than I was in high school during that breakup time, like around 24 to 26 years of age. And then the yo-yo diet dieting started for about 10 years. It lasted to where I was always trying to get back to that size. But in my mind, I didn't understand that I was only that size because I was so sad. Mm -hmm. And I did the zone diet, did CrossFit. I did group workouts. I did the CrossFit paleo diets. I did where I just counted calories. And then I learned like 
exact tracking food to a T to where I had a certain exact what I could eat with how many calories for every meal, how many carbs I could have at each meal, how many protein, how much, you know, did that. And then I lost a lot again when I was 28 or 27, like 27 going into 28. I lost a lot of weight because I was in that, that strict, strict, strict eating. Mm -hmm. And then I was working out too. And that was probably when I got like hooked on the, like the, to look that certain way. Right. And then I got even happier because then I got married. And when you get <laughs> married, you just get fat and happy, right? right. Uh, so then um, it like slowly started to pack on. And whenever I noticed it, it was always in January when I would be like, okay, it's January. got to start right. that diet. Yes. And I would count calories. I would do whatever I could, like scrambling to see which method would work for this season. And so it felt like every January I did a new diet. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole 30 I did. I think the last one I did, it was after my son was born. I did keto and it, and I did keto for two years. Mm -hmm. And so this was in six, no, I had him in 17. So it was all of the rest of 17, like the end of 17, uh, because I didn't even try to diet while I was uh, nursing and stuff. Like I just, I knew like my, I don't know. Like I just knew that's not something I need to worry about. Right. But it was after that was over 17 and all of 18 that I did keto for two years and I was very strict Mm -hmm. and I lost a lot of weight, but I also lost every ounce of muscle that I probably had ever gained Mm -hmm. and had. And then I got lazy and I just was tired. I was broken of the constant battle to always have to be on a diet Mm -hmm. because when, whenever I finished it, I was gorging Mm -hmm. on days and then I was eating strict, strict, strict. And then toward the end of it, the gorging just got more and more. And then I just kind of kept gorging and kept the keto. And if you know anything about keto or for any of the listeners, they know it's a lot of fat. Mm -hmm. And so you can't eat a lot of fat and a lot of carbs at the same time. Like it doesn't work. It's like a lot of fat, a lot of protein. Mm -hmm. And so therefore I gained everything that I had lost with my son two years prior. And I added a whole nother 15 pounds. So I got like a added bonus of an extra 50. So I weighed what I weighed when I was like six months pregnant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whenever I just found myself just distraught, like yeah. I'm tired of this yo-yo diet. So that's kind of like my path. Mm-hmm. It was like a ba- basically like a decade and it all started with comparison and feeling like I wouldn't be enough mm-hmm. if I didn't look like that because the because of the guy that I was with and then it just then selfishly I liked the way that I looked because I thought that that got me what I needed. Right. And it was just a vicious cycle and it was exhausting. It is. And then um, in, let's see, December, no, no, it was November. It was Thanksgiving break of 19. So I met you that summer Mm -hmm. and I met our good friend, Erin, that summer. And she would tell me about her intuitive eating. And I thought, "Mm, that's not for me. (laughs) Like I just was like, no, girl, I'm on keto again, girl. I'm losing this weight because I was like, oh, I'm going to do keto again. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to be hardcore. Mm-hmm. And I did lose a little, you know, during that time frame because I was back on the diet, trying to lose everything that I had gained. You know, it was November when the Lord broke me. 
Yeah. And I was like, no, no sis, no more diet. What did that look like? Was there like, can you pinpoint a moment where God was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no sis, you need to lay this down. Like you're, you're using these diets at it as an idol. Was there a, a certain like moment? I remember being in a quiet time during that part. I think I was doing some of the little books that you get through the Proverbs 31 app. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a few of those like little books. Like we did a couple of different books of the Bible. And I want to say we did, I'd have to go back and look, I, I'm going I'm to look, I'm going to look that up for you and let you know, <laughs> but it was, it was maybe Thessalonians or something like that. And I just remember sitting there and I thought, Lord, I've given you every part of my life mm-hmm. except the way I look. I remember that. I remember you saying that. I give you everything. I give you my marriage. I give mm-hmm. you my motherhood, my job, this writing journey. Mm-hmm. I give you my career, my, my finances. I give you our home. I give you everything, but I don't give you what I eat and mm-hmm. how I view myself. And I think that I need to be in control of the way that I look by controlling what I eat. Mm-hmm. For what reason? Why right. can't I trust you with this if I trust you with everything else? Right, right. So intuitive eating is, it's just, it's a journey, right? Like, I don't know that we'll ever feel like we've completely arrived at the finish line. This is something that we might have to work on for the rest of our lives. It's a constant daily surrender. So what did that look like for you, this intuitive eating journey? First, it was the surrender Mm -hmm. of like going all in and saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you with my body and I'm going to trust you with what I eat. And I'm going to trust you with all of this. I got to be all in or nothing. And that was, it took probably a week to fully surrender. Like I would be like, okay, I surrender. And then the thoughts would just chase around my head all day the next day. And I'm like, no, I surrender. And then you, you think, oh, I'd really, I mean, I could totally just do keto again. And, and <laughs> right. Then and, yes. then, and then I could, and then I, if I, well, maybe, oh, and then maybe if I do, and then it was like, no. And then before I was like 100% in, I thought, okay, Lord, I'm going to tell you yes, but I'm also <laughs> going to get, get on the right. treadmill and I'm going to run off all the calories that you're going to let me eat. Cause that works. Because I thought, yeah, like that, I'm going to outsmart you. Well, little did I know, funny story. I ran and walked because I mean, I was like inactive, haven't done anything in forever because keto, I just, that was when I lost all that head weight, I had just like stayed non-active. Like I didn't work out, you know, it was all that. It was just like the food that you ate. And so my body was very out of shape, but I remember getting on the treadmill and I itched profusely Mm -hmm. like every inch of my body just itched like crazy. And I like looked it up and, you know, there's some things that could say, well, like when you're, you're the the capillaries in your skin, like they just haven't like the blood flowing, you know, like you're just been so inactive Mm -hmm. that like you need to, you know, take time and build up, like just do maybe like a minute of exercise or whatever. And I was like, well, that's pathetic. (laughs) And I'm like, not even two minutes in and I'm itching profusely. Um, so then I was like, fine, I'll just walk. Mm-hmm. I'll just walk for four hours every day <laughs> and burn off. You know, I don't need to run. I can walk. And so 
even walking was causing the itching and everyone was like that any kind of blog that I looked up, they were like, okay, that's weird. Like that's normal with running, but not walking. Normally it'll stop itching when you're walking. Mm-hmm. I'd get off the treadmill and stop. Like I go walk outside, but if I got on the treadmill, it was, it was itching. And I'm like, he will not let me get on this thing. <laughs> I'm like, Lord. And he convicted me so hard. He was like, uh-uh, you're going to trust me all the way. Right. You're not going to go and eat and have permission to eat these foods and then go get on a treadmill and try and burn off all those calories. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. Yeah. So it was, I think officially whenever it was, it was a good full week of like until I officially uh, surrendered. Mm-hmm. It was around Thanksgiving of 19 and it worked out because you were doing it too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we had each other and then we had quarantine that next spring. So you saw no one. No. So it didn't matter <laughs> no. what we looked like. So it, it that whole, like, I think when quarantine hit was when I realized this doesn't even matter to the world. No. Like, no. It, it was like all this emphasis and like, am I going to let myself go? Am I, am I going to gain weight and all this thing? And really God was like, no, sis, you know, look over here. This is the real, you know, yeah. these are the real issues. So it worked out. Yeah. It was a long process it is. and I'm still in it and I'm still in it, but I'm, I'm on the other side of it mm-hmm. where I'm, I can honestly say from the bottom of my heart, I have a healthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And I love my body regardless. Right. Like, I know I don't have abs. I still don't have abs. I'll never have abs. <laughs> and that's okay. Right. And we it's don't okay. want to do what it takes to have to get those abs because it is miserable. <laughs> it's yeah. Miserable. And you have these little children and they're watching you and it, and diets are joy killers. They really are like, I remember my kids making cake and they, them saying, Oh, you can't eat that. Can you mom? Like you're on a diet. And I never wanted my kids to say that ever again. Like if they're going to make cake, mama's going to eat the cake. (laughs) Yes. Well, and I teach baking arts. And so this, this very first day of school this year, I said, and look, we're making cupcakes and cookies and crepes and pizza and pretzels. And we all going to eat it because guess what? All food is good. Right now, if you ate all 24 cupcakes, that's considered gorging and that's gluttony. And that's not what we're going to do. We're all going to have a cupcake and you're not going to get fat because you're eating a cupcake. And like, I make them say it, like, I'm not going to get fat just eating this cupcake. I'm like, okay, like, believe it because all our bodies are good. And these, this is, you're learning a skill and you are going to eat it. And I don't want to hear the word diet come out of your mouth. No, no. Good for you, girl. Cause you are teaching those. Teenagers. No. And yeah. And I had one girl, she heard, you know, she heard me say that. And then I overheard her tell another girl, she was like, Oh my gosh. And she said, we're going to eat those cupcakes. Like we're going to eat them because they're good. <laughs> yes, they are. Good. Yeah. I did say that. Yeah. You're listening. Yes. yes. God made cupcakes and he said they are good. <laughs> yes. No, I think yeah. there's that point of I think we had this conversation a while ago. It was, okay, I'm in this honeymoon stage of I can eat whatever I want, but I'm not feeling so wonderful. Like everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. So there's that 
fine line of like gentle nutrition. That's part of one of the principles of intuitive eating. It's like, okay, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to be on a diet. I can eat what I want, but there was a process for me of knowing when I was hungry. And that sounds insane. Like stepping back and asking myself, am I hungry? Mm -hmm. And those, those thoughts in your head that say it's not time to eat, or you can't eat because you don't have any more calories left or macros or whatever diet you're on, like debunking all those thoughts that come in our minds, taking them captive and rewiring them. Mm -hmm. I know. I think the turning point for me was whenever I was eating chips and dip, because I love me some salsa. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love me some salsa, fresh salsa. Yes. And after eating, you know, several chips, I thought, oh, wait, I can eat this again tomorrow. Right. Huh. Well, I don't have to stuff my face because I used to be like, okay, we're having a cheat meal. We're going to eat Mexican and I'm going to eat like as many chips and dip as I can because mm-hmm. I can't ever eat this again. So I just would gorge and, mm-hmm. and stuff yourself sick. Yeah. And then, you know, feel miserable and bloated and feel stuffy, yucky. And then you like, oh, I'm nauseous, you know, like that sick feeling. So now it's like, I just stop when I'm full and I tell myself, oh, I can eat that tomorrow. So if there is a piece of cheesecake, Mm -hmm. I used to gorge on my cheat meal. I mean, I had a lot of cheat meals at the end. I mean, when it was like tapering down off that cycle, Mm -hmm. I gained so much weight, (laughs) but like I would eat almost half of the cheesecake, like right. the Sara Lee cheesecake at the store, mm-hmm. I would cut it in half and, and I would eat almost half of it because I thought I have to throw the rest of it away because I don't have another cheat day until Sunday. Right. And like, I want it as much as I can. And so now if we get a cheesecake, I'll eat two bites. Right. Yes. And I'm like, Oh, I can eat the rest tomorrow. And it's fine. Like I don't ever have that. Like, Oh, I ate too much feeling like you just stop when you're full. And that was a huge lesson for me. And to know that my body does feel better when I fill it with vegetables and fruit first, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I have to every single meal. Right. You know, like exactly. I will, if I can, because I know I feel better, but if it's not accessible or I didn't plan for it or whatever, it don't matter. I'm going to eat something that I haven't, and it's going to be fine because it's right. going to, it's going to be good. So Exactly. Instead of starving yourself until you have the next opportunity to get the vegetables, you know? Right. Right. And so it's it's a good balance. It's a good balance and it's so freeing. Mm -hmm. And I think in that process from when I surrendered thinking about it was just the yo-yo dieting and exhaustion of it that God was going to free me of. Mm -hmm. He also pinpointed that it was rejection and not feeling worthy and not feeling enough. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I compare myself with other women that I'm in circles with. Yeah. And I'd felt pressured after I had my child, I need to make sure that I look a certain way so that, you know, I look that, you know, I, I want people to think of me of like, oh, she looks good after having, you know. Right. So yeah, there's this process. I think scientifically it says that you the first two bites are the best bites. Like those are the most flavorful bites anyway. So there's, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's that process of going from, I have to eat it all because this is my last cheat meal for another week, or maybe it's two weeks or 
21 days for some people, you know, it's, it's a process. Yep. And it's in, I thought it was just going to be free of the yo-yo and the, Oh yeah. Just the exhaustion of it. But really he was pinpointing how I needed approval from other people. And that's been something that he's worked on me for a good year or two and to not care what other people think. And that it doesn't matter what other people say about me. It's what he says about me. Uh And I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And our bodies are good. And our bodies are holy because he lives inside of us. And so it makes me want to create a good, healthy temple. So that way I, I can glorify him Uh in that way. And then I can be a good mom because I have energy and I'm, you know, taking care of myself and, Uh It was a year from almost to the month, but it was in October of 2020 Mm -hmm. when it was that first cool front that comes through. And I live in Louisiana. So we, you know, it it takes a while for us to feel the cool front. (laughs) Um, Y'all might have them in September, but they tonight actually. (laughs) (laughs) So usually in October for us, but I remember that first crisp, cool morning. I mean, like you could even just feel it in the house. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, Oh man, I wish I could go run. Like Mm -hmm. not because I had to, but because I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And God, I heard in my spirit so clear, we'll go. And I thought, wait, I can go run. I'm not going to get itchy legs. (laughs) I can go. And I just remember running through the house, finding a sports bra, finding my running clothes, throwing on some shoes, like hadn't been in that in a year Mm -hmm. because he wanted to take me on a genuine journey with him, with this whole trusting him with my body. Mm -hmm. And, um, girl, I ran like two miles that day. Not one itchy. uh -uh. So don't tell me that I was, my capillaries needed to to move around in my body. (laughs) No itching. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. I knew it. I was like, he did not let me run. Mm-hmm. And so that started the love of running again. Mm-hmm. And it's been almost a year and still at it. So, and I don't run because I have to, I run because I want to, and it's a joyful movement. Mm-hmm. And some days I get a good run in some days it ends early. If I'm not feeling it, I just walk. Like there's no, there's no like, Oh, I didn't burn enough calories today. Right. Or if I don't, man, I, I, I got to keep going. Like I just have to like that, right. that killing yourself to get to that next goal on the miles. So it's just running because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And enjoyable. Yeah. And that's a process in and of itself too. the whole joyful, joyful movement piece just laying all that down. And that's, that could be a whole separate podcast in and of itself because, yes. you know, I got to earn those calories, right? Like I, I ate that. So now I have to burn it off or you know, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. This is on the training schedule. And for me, it was like my workout, whatever it was came before God. And it, mm-hmm. that was never meant to be. That was never, ever meant to be. So I remember the day that we walked through the whole spiritual, I guess, peeling back the layers of why are we striving? We did that together too. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. I forget which yes. book it was, but it was, we'll have to put that in the show notes, but there was a book that we went through like, okay, if you dealt with abuse in your family or you dealt with rejection, you might be dealing with, you know, 
this spiritual attack. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I do remember that. And it really opened my eyes to this, like in the spirit realm mm-hmm. of how the enemy has come in loopholes in my life. Yes. For me to believe the spirit of rejection or to, you know, for the spirit of rejection to like infiltrate into all my thoughts mm-hmm. and to kind of take over my mind in that. Um, and then to be freed of that and to pray those prayers of releasing, binding and loosing. So that way that couldn't control my my thoughts any longer. Yeah, it's been a journey yeah. and there's so many elements of it because there was trusting him with the food mm-hmm. and my body. But then it was realizing that it's deeper than that. Yes. And he just used the exhaustion of the yo-yo diet and the frustration mm-hmm. of it to get me sold out on the idea. Because right. if he would have told me that I needed to deal with rejection that I had from a terrible relationship when I was 21 years old, I'd been like, what? Right. <laughs> How is that connected with what I'm eating? Like, right. that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um. So, and then he dug deeper and then that I'm always looking for approval from others. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I worry about what people think. And so he's like, no, 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 no. Your worth comes from me. Mm-hmm. And then around that time, I was doing a Bible study with some high school girls on Psalm 139 that I had wrote. And that one has not been published yet, but I printed it out and had it on my website for them to get. And the questions were all about body image. And I remember God telling me, you can't tell these this to these girls if you don't believe it for yourself, right. that you are fearfully and wonderfully made as is. Mm-hmm. Not if you lose 10 pounds, not if you go look a certain way, like right now. Yes. You have a good body right now, no matter what size pant you wear. It doesn't matter. Like you have a good body now. Right. And I remember thinking like, ouch, because <laughs> how am I supposed to look in a, a teen girl that is struggling with her weight? Right. Because that's in her world. And to look at her in the eyes and say, no, 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 you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that is the enemy trying to tear you down. How can I say that to her if I'm over there eating pito? Because I'm thinking I need to look a certain way. Right. Mm-hmm. Like God was like, no, 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 yes. you can't do that. So yeah. um, it, it was cool how he's taken us through that journey. And then the last like part for me was the whole joyful movement. Mm-hmm. Like, and then this in realizing what, what attacks that the enemy has placed on me or used against me. Right. Um, and then being freed of those. Yeah. It's, it's so much bigger. Yeah. It's, it's so big. I remember, so we have a Marco Polo with Aaron and Andrea and I, and I remember wanting Aaron because Aaron had been on this journey two years prior to us. She had already gone through this. She, this is her platform. This is her ministry, intuitive eating for Christian women. And I just wanted to, I wanted her to tell me how to do it. Tell me how to do this. Like give me the steps, give me the plan. I want a checklist. I want to know when I'm going to be finished, Mm -hmm. but it was in that whole journey that God just uprooted all of the negativity, all of the, the thoughts that weren't of him. And he, Mm -hmm. and he did, he did a good work in us and and it took time and patience and listening to the, yes. And there were lots of tears because in the beginning, you and I would cry a lot mm-hmm. because we felt so out of control. Yes. And that was giving him the control. Mm-hmm. And we were fighting that. 
and um, I would encourage any of your listeners that is inspired to look and venture out into intuitive eating, then like a, a route for them or, you know, like a journey with their body image and the way that they view themselves and the way that they look They're you know, like what they eat and that kind of thing to do it with a friend mm-hmm. because, and to definitely follow Aaron's podcast. I mean, she's phenomenal. All the lessons and principles are there, but to do it with a friend because when you were weak, I was strong. Mm-hmm. And then when I was strong, you were weak, but then we were weak together some days. And so we just needed to cry it out. <laughs> yes. I mean, I remember being in my closet and being like, none of my clothes are going to fit. Yes. I remember. <laughs> I remember that. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, all my clothes fit and they're yes. even loose and they're even looser. Like that's what the crazy thing is. Yeah. Your body balances out and you become this, your body balances and like it becomes the size that it needs to be to maintain full health. Yes. In the way that God intended you to be. Yes. Not by and manipulation. So, right. Not by manipulation. Oh, girl. So good. So, so good. Okay. So thank you again for sharing. Thank you for giving me all these words or giving these kingdom mamas, these words of wisdom. Like Andrea said, if you are feeling like, oh my goodness, I need to lay this down, reach out to us. Cause we will, we have all the information. We have all the resources to help you do it with a friend, have a friend come alongside you because there's power in numbers. And when the enemy is feeding you lies, your friend is able to bring you back to biblical truth when you aren't rational. Cause there will be times when you're not rational. <laughs> yes. And if anything, especially if you have daughters, yes. do it first for you mm-hmm. and then walk your, walk your, your daughter through it. If you already know that she's engulfed in that mm-hmm. cycle. Yeah. Because so many are. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, we could go on the whole social media tangent, but we won't go there. (laughs) Yeah. Instead, I'm going to give you some rapid fire questions. Okay. This is what I do for all my podcast guests. What is your favorite book of the Bible? We are, we are taking a turn here and we are uh, switching gears. What's your favorite Um, book of the Bible today? Today, I'm going to say Romans. Romans. Okay. Yeah your favorite worship song? Okay. It might not be a worship song, but it is in my car today. It's tell me about my Jesus. Oh, I don't know who the girl is, but it's like country kind of. Yes. And I don't know. I just, I just like, I am worshiping the Lord with that song. Yes. And I kind of, I'm brought to tears every day. Yes. I'm singing it in my head right now. (laughs) Tell you about my Jesus. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is there a book that you've read recently that you absolutely love? Yes. I'm reading it right now, but there's a couple. One of my favorites is Slaying Dragons by Daniel Kalinda. Love, love, (laughs) love, 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 love. Yes. Love that one. Um, But I'm reading this new one. The book that I am reading right now that I love, other than my most favorite book was Slaying Dragons by Daniel Kalinda. This is Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ by Janine Guyon. Okay. 
and my friend told me about it and I'm only in chapter one and I've just paused it re or actually I'm in chapter two it's re teaching me how to experience Jesus while I'm reading scripture so good okay I'm gonna put that in my Amazon cart right now yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes 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 very good All right, Chicky, thank you for your time. Thank you for being here, sharing your wisdom, being my sister in Christ, coming alongside me, locking arms and uh, making me a better person every day. I love your face. I love you. All right. Until next time, Kingdom Mamas, have a great day. Hey, Mama, before you go, will you do me a favor? If you found this podcast encouraging and valuable, would you please head over to iTunes, leave a review, and subscribe to the show? Also, I'd love to connect with you. I can be found on social at Trudy underscore Lineski. Until next time, sweet girl, stand confidently in your calling. You are the mom for the job.